Hi there, I'm Logan. And I'm Lindsay. And we host the new podcast, Folklore on the Rocks, where we talk about folklore and lesser-known creatures, cryptids, and monsters from around the world. So when we say lesser-known, we mainly mean that we won't be covering creatures like Bigfoot or Nessie or Chupacabra, just because they're discussed so often, and the world just has so many other awesome options to draw from. Every two weeks, we will be diving deep into the legends and culture that surround a specific creature, and getting a little bit tipsy while we do so. But don't worry, we do our research sober. <laughs> On the weeks in between, we're going to be narrating and discussing folktales. Some will be historical folklore from the regions that our creatures are from, and some will be modern folklore, such as no sleeps and creepypastas. Ooh. You can find out more about us on our website, FolkloreOnTheRocks.com, on Facebook and Instagram at FolkloreOnTheRocks, on Twitter at FolkloreRocks. So grab a drink, join us, and come on, let's dig deep together. This is where the magic happens. <laughs> I'm Angela. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm Ryan. And um, I think uh, the reason we're laughing is because usually I say, ready, record. And then this time I said, ready, and then boom, you oh, just jumped right in. Well, but I don't think it got, I'm sure it's got, I'm sure it's there. I'm sure it's there. I'm sure it's really good. I also am um, sipping gin. Dude, sipping gin, medicinal issues. gin. It's medicinal. It's um, 1130 in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> you know, somewhere. 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 Um, <laughs> And the uh, like that's like the, the alcoholics uh, Jimmy Buffett version, you know, yes. it's like it's five o'clock somewhere. It's like it's eleven thirty somewhere. <laughs> you know, like that's just I don't um, disagree that this is medicinal. I'm just not aware of the, the I'm not not aware of the so medicinal causes I, uh, of, or uses yeah. of, of gin. I have um, fructose malabsorption. So uh, and I aspire to eat only vegetables. But if your body can't break down like cauliflower, beans, uh, broccoli, uh, kale, oh God, so many things, beer, I can't even drink beer. Um, I sometimes, and I have, <laughs> I have a whole drawer and there are all these bottles and on the top I've written gas and it's like all for gas because if I don't take the right stuff when I'm eating a whole head of cauliflower or last night I had to eat some comfort nachos and they were comfort nachos because I was not hungry because I'd already eaten a PBJ but then somebody came in my space and yelled at me and took art down off the wall and left and was well maybe not yelling I was accused of yelling there was no yelling but it was hostile oh my phone's on sorry um but uh um I had to eat comfort nachos, and I did take... Did you make these nachos, or did oh, you order yeah. them in? Or? Uh, this always blows people's mind, but yeah, I fucking make nachos in home, house, a house home near my bed. Who are these people <laughs> that mind is being blown? People don't know you can make nachos. nachos. Let like, me tell you... pretty, like, oh, agreed. you throw some nachos on a plate and throw well, other stuff on them, right? I, or am a friend I of mine, oversimplifying? A friend of mine once said to me, she's like, wow, your nachos are so uh, preconceived. You have chives. <laughs> like I would have like chives. I'd cut up on them after they come out. But wait, uh, wait, I've never heard of like someone describing <laughs> food as, you know, this is very preconceived. <laughs> she's a like, Gemini. She's so great. <laughs> um, so, so yeah, I, I, oh, and my nachos, and this is important too. So Trader Joe's has everything you want for the best nachos. They have that little um, fake beef crumble and they have the best uh, taco seasoning 
And so I mix, I have like always an open thing of each of these and I'll just mix it in a bowl. I sprinkle that on. I get the black bean, the mashed black beans with jalapeno in them. You just like throw it all on top of your nachos, put cheese on. Um, Trader Joe's actually makes now like a nacho cheese that's vegan. That's amazing. You put them in the oven, you take them out. You, I cut up guacamole. Sometimes I have, oh, I cut up avocado, but sometimes I have guacamole. This gin is working. <laughs> I didn't even pick up on that. So. Yeah, but so I had to make comfort nachos. I had to sage. I had to say prayers. But the good news is my pendulum is working again. Oh, after being buried. Yep. It was buried. And then I kept it in salt forever. And I kept cleansing, cleansing, cleansing. And last night when I really needed it, it finally worked. But it did tell me things like, I thought this guy and I were vibing on each other this weekend. Nope. Nope. That's according to the pendulum. That was what I wanted to believe. So that's fine. That's fine. Whatever. He is. I thought he was a Pisces. He's an Aries and I'm not doing that right now anyway. So, <laughs> <laughs> so it was a bummer. I want to know real quick, like uh, <laughs> not trying to derail this whole thing. Right, right, right. But if like, let's say hypothetically speaking, you're a man out in the world, right? Mm-hmm. A single man and, uh, or a single woman. Right. And you meet someone. An unattached person. And you meet another unattached person mm-hmm. who you find yourself maybe being interested in. Mm-hmm. And they're very into astrology. There's certain signs oh, yeah. that are like just... Capricorn they're, hates They're deal it. breakers. They're like <laughs> a- absolute deal breakers oh, yeah. for someone who's hardcore. I thought you were going to say certain in. signs that don't like astrology. That's why I was just making comments oh, about Oh, oh okay. So but Capricorns don't believe in the system no. that has labeled, usually, defined them Usually as what Earth they are. signs are like, fuck this. Usually all the Earth signs, except obviously we have enlightened Earth sign visitors, like our sweet little Virgo moon person. Um, I, I don't know why I called you little. That sounded condescending. It's because I wanted to wrap you up in my arms like a baby. That's why. Um, but I, uh, yeah, I have, I always have to tone it down with people at first to like engage. And I met this really cool Leo, this woman at this party this weekend. And she was, she was praising me for my conversation. She goes, Oh, I just spent a weekend in Vegas with these women. All they wanted to talk about were their babies or astrology. And I was like, Oh, what, 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 what's your sign? (laughs) And I was like, sorry, now we're going to talk about that. (laughs) So she just kind of set herself. She, this is a perfect example of the, regardless of negative or positive, the mm-hmm. vibe you put out that you will man, you, you'll draw that energy to yeah. And so like, if you're hyper obsessed with, with like hating something, that thing is going to yes. present itself to you. Yes. I want to talk for a minute about, uh, leading with joy and compassion, which I know. Wait, I let's get back uh, to the nachos real quick. Oh yeah. Yeah. Nachos, let's, okay. let's, I, so, I cut you of off joy. on the nachos. <laughs> I, I don't want to disrespect. Oh, about the gas <laughs> distract you. Or, or yeah, well let's, let's finish the nacho story. Okay. So, I ate the nachos fast, so fast that I was burning my mouth and tongue, which is how children eat and grown-ups should not. And um, I was really but sad. But you haven't done it in a while. Oh, and you I know, was... it's it's part of it. It's, you know, yeah. It's kind of fun. It's really fun. <laughs> I also had a tiny champagne that I was, like, chugging like it was... Like, are we talking like water. an airplane bottle of champagne? Yeah, yeah. I like the tiny champagnes a lot. I just imagine you, like, at the end of the night... Um, after this whole thing has played <laughs> itself out, surrounded by <laughs> 150 well, you, mini you champagne bottles. You saw the airplane-sized gin I brought over here. I have a ton of these little special gins for my aunt who lives in England. She sent me an advent calendar. Or no, she brought it to me when I saw her in Florida. She brought me an advent calendar that's all different UK gin. And they're like really nice glass bottles because UK is fancier than us. Um, but I have like, I don't even know how many. I, I couldn't keep up with them 
over the holidays because there's alcohol everywhere. So I have all these tiny gins that I just pop into my purse every once in a while. It's a, a <laughs> gin party everywhere I go. How many? How much did you have to drink? 17 bottles. <laughs> it's like, what? 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 Tiny, tiny. Oh, they're tiny. The tiny they're bottles. They're so cute. Well, uh, yeah. So I drank that champagne and then I was saging. And the whole time I was saging, I really don't like to have any... Uh, animosity in my heart anymore. I can't, and I haven't had any kind of like hostile confrontation in a long time. And I just, I was caffeine crashing before this happened, which also explains why I would have two dinners. Um, but yeah, I was caffeine crashing. I was really out of it. And then I was just saging like a motherfucker. And then I started burning dragon's blood. And then I started praying and like getting myself right. And, you know, like how you do at your altar. And I was just like, I need you guys to get in here. I blah, 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 you know, all this stuff. Um, but then I thought, uh, let's try the pendulum because I have a lot of questions now about where I'm living and when I'm doing stuff. And man, that thing was on fire. It was just like really good stuff about like I don't even I need to just like back away from dudes until July because that's when the that's when the mother of all dudes is coming it's when John Ham shows when John Ham pendulum might have hey Jonathan <laughs> if you're listening and we know you are alright let's go I'm drinking gin so I'm gonna get real fucking honest about some crazy oh, shit oh, that's been oh, going down okay like did I already tell you that John Hamm and Brandy Posey have all the same planets and Brandy Posey is the greatest love of my life? Have we already discussed we this? We have discussed okay. this. You, um, to the point of where <laughs> if Brandy Posey uh, and you in a different life probably were lovers. Probably. And will be again, obviously. <laughs> Sorry, Brendan. Brandy's partner. He knows. Everybody knows. Anyway. <laughs> well, Brendan's great. I way. love Brendan. And Brendan and I will be uh, I'm the commissioner of a fantasy baseball league. I know this is like the opposite <laughs> of what we talk about here. But people are very complex. People are complex. And people have a wide range of Thank interests. Goodness. And I am obsessed with baseball and yes. love fantasy baseball. Sounds so And fun. Brendan has been in a league that I've been running for, I think I've been running it for like almost eight years now. But uh, yeah, so that's going to be so much fun later tonight. Okay, but let's talk Brennan's about Brennan's great. Yeah, Brennan is so, I love him so but much. But when it comes to John Ham, he comes in July, so you need to stay yeah, off John Ham's coming until in July. July yeah. is the plan. Yes. I can't wait to talk next week and oh. see where we're at. No, no, like, no. Oh, you know we're what? On a, we're on a trajectory <laughs> towards John Ham. Oh my God. Okay, I'm remembering something oh, in the middle of oh, the night. If you could have seen her face just now, uh, I can so, only okay. describe it as if. I was a ghost. Uh, I forgot like, that I texted. You you so that. book club, I announced uh, the, some of what the fuck was I talking about? Anyway, I was like, yeah, maybe I'll go pee in John Ham's driveway. And now that's all the emails from my new friends in this fancy, fancy book club. The actress, it's like the Gwyneth Paltrow of Australia was at this book club. I'm not exaggerating. Um, and she's beautiful. A lot of people were very intimidated by her. Is this where you were at this weekend when yeah. she said I was in Vegas? Or someone said oh, I was in Vegas with I went babies to in three astrology. parties this weekend. It oh, was while so you were fun. living your life. I really was. And um, the book club was so lovely and the women were so great. And they let me shine in this super obnoxious fucking Sagittarius with a Leo moon way I will sometimes really try not so to took do took over the party a little bit and I a little bit but they were all pretty delighted and I was telling them all about their signs which people like to hear too and, um <clears throat> but check this shit out Ryan last night okay oh there's a lot of John Ham stuff well this is you know what let's reel this in maybe nope nope here we go okay so, <laughs> so Brandy and I after last week when we recorded and Brandy took those fabulous photos of us in the cemetery that people can see on Facebook on Instagram I really that was super fun until um, we got kicked out but um 
Brandy and I went thrifting to the best Goodwill in the world. And if you guys message me, I will tell you where it is. It is the, and I mean, I, this is my passion is thrifting. This place, magical objects galore. I bought a lot of them. Um, <clears throat> some of them are on my altar. I mean, for real magical objects galore in this Goodwill. So, um, was there a picture frame that was really stupid and did Brandy hold it up and I thought sarcastically say, you should put John Hamm's photo in this and put it on your altar. And I laughed and laughed and Brandy was like, no, seriously. And Brandy Posey, as you guys know, is a druid and a genius. And then I said, you know what? Uh, my uh, old friend, Kunk, who is the most powerful Cuban psychic vampire, whatever you want to call her, she had a an, like a year relationship with Maynard from Tool. Every celebrity she ever wanted, she got. It was, I think I, I think I talked about this, how there were pictures of her hanging out with Courtney Love and Kurt Cobain when she was a child. She would put these pictures up, like uh, Matt Skiba, Alkaline Trio. She would put their pictures up around her room and boom, waking up next to him the next day. <laughs> like, well, not the next day, but pretty soon after. Uh, not Matt Skiba, but she did go to his birthday party and eat vegan cake after a show, which I didn't go to because she and I had a fight, and I've always regretted that. Um, so he's also a Pisces like John Hamm, FYI. And an old celebrity crush, but I didn't go down this path. So anyway, uh, <laughs> so I said to Brandy, I was like, well, well, Kunk put all these pictures up, and it worked for her. And Brandy's like, dude, put fucking John Hamm's picture on altar. And here's where I am. Let's just get a man of that quality, but also maybe John Hamm. But you put a picture of a super hot, successful, hilarious man this on is your without altar. Without really knowing how John Hamm is on a personal level. Well, like, Brandy did hang out with him. Also, she said so he seems she, like he's yeah. a quality person. Yeah. I also really appreciate my friends who are entertaining this and taking it seriously. I've been so, saving this because it's like it seems like it's too much of a thing. But it's, I am like, I know John Hamm. Uh, this whole time. You're lying. No, I'm just kidding. You fucking liar. I know <laughs> I you're lying. I knew you were lying because you've lied like that before and I know what it looks like now. So, so wait, wait, but, but, but never for nefarious reasons. Let's okay. be clear. So let me just put something real weird out last night that happened. This is really fucking wait. special. Also special. Oh, go away. We're not we're not leaving the John Ham picture. No, no, no. Story. This nope, is a continuation. Nope. We're still okay, in John okay, Hamville. Good, good. So my psychic when she described my soulmate all years ago, she and she's told me, she's like, you still haven't found this guy. Um, she kept seeing John Hamm while she was talking about him. She's like, I don't know what that means. And I'm like, well, maybe he looks like John Hamm. Like, you don't go down the path of it being John Hamm until you realize he has all the same planets as your favorite person in the world, you know? So, um, yeah, then the John Hamm crazy stuff kind of just started recently. But last night... Because there, I have a list of 120 things, and there are deal breakers. And one of them is that this motherfucker is going to love my animals, and my animals are going to love him. And then I was like, oh, I better Google John Hamm loves cats. That's exactly <laughs> what I Googled. Guess what came up? John Hamm, like, has a cat tattoo. Uh, a clip from a show that the last guy I was with wrote that John Hamm is doing from years ago. From that show. Oh, you know, the show well, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's John Hamm losing his shit over cats. You guys could go look this up. It's not hard to find. But I could, it was like pages of pages of that, just that. And I sent it to like my coven. <laughs> and, and I said, there are no coincidences. My ex wrote this, and here's John Hamm raving about cats, you know, 
what does it mean? It means John Hamm and I are going to live happily ever after. It doesn't matter. I'm going to go pee in his driveway just in case. You know what? Maybe I'll bury a jar in his yard that's full of my menstrual blood. Hopefully not, because that's how some people could end up in jail. That's like, <laughs> that is a level above. That's like more than peeing. Ryan, it's John Hamm. This uh, isn't like. Yeah, I get it. I, I, I'm trying to put myself in the position of like, let's put ourselves as a mental exercise in the position <laughs> of John Hamm. And you meet someone, you fall for them. Then you and find then all later you find Listen out to the that podcast. they, have, no, they he... peed on your driveway and or buried a jar of... Let me tell you the great thing about Pisces, like, Ryan. Like, what do you feel? Like, I'm just wondering, oh. like, no judgment either way. I'm no, just no, no. curious, how do you feel about that? Here's the thing. Pisces is the number one sign to overlook red flags. So I'm not worried. I'm not concerned. No, but like, I'm no, what I'm saying is like, some people would be like, you know what? That person is like really into me. That's yeah, great. they'd be like, wow, that they knew. They knew before I knew. I just felt it coming. I didn't even know. But good thing they took it by the reins and peed everywhere. That's exactly what <laughs> <laughs> my whole book club was trying to figure out how he could pee on his property without them having to bail me out of jail. So I appreciate the support and people entertaining. There's like, well, there's probably, well, there's definitely video surveillance 24 hours a day on his property. For sure. But here's my latest. Uh, if I was going to do something like this, well, would I take Brandy to stand guard? Of course, obviously. But would I also maybe Not just... Not in her car, though. It's very distinct. Oh, her car is so distinct. We can't take my truck either because I jacked it up even more You recently. need to take... Um, I don't know what to tell you. We're going to have to Uber. We're going to have to Lyft. That's fine. That's cool. Well, you know, we'll just hope... We'll tip them well. There. But um, I thought about just peeing... <laughs> All the way across the street that he drives over every day to get into. Like like the entrance to his street. He'd have to be driving with his windows down for this to take effect. The, I might just have to bury a jar of my menstrual blood at the bottom of his street. And you know what? That's fucking crazy. We'll see if we go there. But I'm probably going to do it. Especially after I get that picture on my altar. <laughs> I haven't done it yet. The picture you, frame. Okay. I don't have a printer. I don't know how to get a picture of John Hamm off the internet without a printer. <laughs> I think you go to the library. I could do that. Easily. Yeah, I'm going to do that. I was thinking like, oh, I'll just buy a You printer. go to a Kinko's and you can print off the internet Are there. Kinko's still around? Oh, Is yeah. FedEx oh, Kinko's. Nice. They're open 24 hours. There's one There's one in, on Brand Boulevard in Glendale that I go to. That's my spot. Oh, that's where you um, find Ryan hanging out. That's, I hang out there sometimes. <laughs> they got a good price on uh, Reese's Pieces down there. <laughs> And, uh, Here, you well, know, 16-ounce sodas, which I'm off sodas. I don't drink sodas Good anymore. for you. It's been I don't a either. long time. I did have, I've had I like just three drink, sodas in the last like I just four, drank five, four or five months. in the beginning of the day. Um, also, though, there's, what is it called again? Fire cider? Yeah, fire cider. We mixed it with fire cider. It's really good. And I, I mean, I thought I was going to die. The The gas I was experiencing this morning, I was like, this, this people could die from this. I don't even think it was, just, oh, I know what happened. Those beans were old. They were old, old. The black God beans with damn, the jalapenos I hope in them. John Ham doesn't. I, I just to this. don't understand how black beans with jalapenos they could were... cause anyone to have any kind of <laughs> discomfort. <laughs> and I love that kind of stuff. But you, you were mentioning you, you were trying to lead with love and life yes. earlier. So, okay, this has really been before the me well. John Ham nachos <laughs> <laughs> roller coaster happened. He's so lucky. Also, here's something else I'd like to say. All right, I consider myself a pretty powerful witch. Why not test it on fucking John Ham? Let's see Why how not? powerful I mean, witch I am. There is something to be said for this because Thank you. 
If I'm going to do magic on anybody. I would be very interested to see oh. what happens. And I would not do manipulative magic on anyone ever again. I mean, I'd have to be in a real dark You don't want to bind John Hamm. No, because that's how you just, fuck it up. Basically, he, what you're doing is you are, you're corralling the energies of the universe that are inevitably hurtling towards one another yes. already. Uh, in a more expedient way, we're just trying. It's like you know, you're just trying to get the cattle into the into the fence. Thank you, Ryan. Thank you. Because that's where they belong. Exactly. Get that John Ham cow all up in my business. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you said cow and not meat. <laughs> Ew. No, I'm sure. Sorry it's about that, everybody. Um, um, <laughs> so leading with love and light. Yes, leave it. Leading with love and light. So um, I had no sleep. I had to bake two birthday cakes for my best friend ever. Um, and one, of, I did uh, dinosaurs building Stonehenge because Brandy was a druid in her past life. She loves dinosaurs. And um, I had no sleep because I'd gone out the night before. And this is really interesting. So I became friends with this group of women and we're each four of us, we're each element. So we got fire, air, wind, and water. And man, it is like the most balanced uh, group I've ever been a part of. And I realized the other night when we went out drinking, we went out drinking for the birthday of, uh, the, the now deceased husband of my good friend. And he used to own this, he used to own a bunch of bars and we went to one of the bars and, uh, everywhere you go with her. Cause he was like a really big famous cocktail guy everywhere I go drink with her. It's just like, the best treatment I've ever had at a bar. It's amazing. I It feels like you're dating the bartender of every place you go with this woman. But so we got really shit-faced. And um, I was in the bathroom. And all three of these women have a horrible tragedy. Like, that uh, it, it really dark stuff. And they'll, they're very open about it. And they make great dark jokes. Like, really just magnificent human beings who I I'd give a kidney I'd give whatever I have to any of them They're, I love them so much and I was in the bathroom and I was like oh my god I'm the only one who doesn't have something like that in this group but like I have my own darkness so <laughs> it was like well I mean because I must have something or I must have enough stuff on this level but um it was just to it's just really inspiring I know how cliche that sounds but to be among people who have this kind of joy and lust for life after losing something so big, someone they loved so much. And, um, then that, that was, that was Friday night. I think got really drunk they, and then they were making me food cause I hadn't eaten enough and I was just so shit faced. So we went back to one of their houses and I had a nice soft scramble. The other one made me dumplings it was so loving and sweet. But then the next day I had to get up after five hours sleep, bake two birthday cakes, go to a party that day and then go to a party that night, the book club I, I joined recently. And, um, I was so tired and I was so uh, I didn't have any caffeine. I just forgot to have caffeine that day. It was, and then we're in a park. It was like, I was fucked. There was no caffeine in that park. Um, but I went to the book club and I was exhausted, but just everybody was so vibrant and just happy and just like all the best people you want to be with. And I was driving my massive jacked up truck that I can't sell because I owe too much money on it. Nobody will give me enough money to pay it off. So I'm just going to keep it for a while. Keep jacking it up. It is so jacked up. It doesn't even matter. It's, I don't, 
don't give a fuck. You know what? It's fine. Anyway, um, <laughs> I was driving this massive truck, the biggest truck that you can buy. I was driving it through the Hollywood Hills or through Los Feliz Hills. And that Dusty Springfield song came on. I only want to be with you. You know that like it's really happy. It's ridiculous. And I listened to it four times in a row, singing it with my windows down. And it was how it was like a love song that I was singing to L.A. And then I started a whole playlist for L.A. because I am in love with being here. I'm in love with this town. I can't, like even just now, like I got here early to meet Renee, Ryan's fucking phenomenal witch psychic neighbor who I cannot. Bu- what a gift like that. You know, like when you meet somebody and you're just like, what a gift gift thank you I feel like the universe just dropped this woman on me and then she's asking me if I'll be on that panel the witch thing and all this cool stuff and like helping me with my psychic and career like that was a gift of a human being but I did start this playlist for my new love life with LA and I just even last night when all that shit hit the fan for me and I I couldn't get my space clean and I still feel like I just gotta move out of that space now I think it was already kind of fucked up but um I just feel like choosing joy, leading with joy. And I know it's hard. And I know saying this to people is like, yeah, just just choose it. And sometimes you can't. Sometimes you're fucked up chemically, you know, and you need a drug to help you choose joy. But man, you put on a stupid love song like that Dusty Springfield song and you can't not feel joy. Play it as many times as it takes. You Maybe not that song, but you know, there's a stupid song you love music is powerful music is music is joy well there's something primal about it too yeah and people you know music is a part of celebration uh typically i mean it's a part it's such a big part of so many different rituals uh and rites of passage and oh yeah well there's specific there's a reason there's specific music that's associated with marriage with funerals Mm -hmm. with parties i mean your birthday has a birthday there's a birthday song everybody knows yeah by the way happy beltane you guys when you're listening to this oh that's right right. this is so so it's may day technically today (laughs) yeah yeah this is from the past in the you know the maypole is invented by pagans and it's phallic on purpose I mean, I can dig that. Yeah. This was the day that lots of people would get married. Oh, I bet there are a bunch of pagans getting married uh, today because of the Beltane magic. Lots of pagans get married on Beltane. So you've got what? Uh, You've got a few weeks to get John over here. Yeah. You know what? I'm going to take my time with that. I'm I'm, going to... We're thinking July anyway on that. Yeah, July. But I mean, I think what you talk about is it's important (laughs) and it is difficult. I got okay to I gotta like, squat for this a lot. <laughs> <laughs> squat that's all like over such his a visual. driveway. That's such a visual. Uh. The uh... <laughs> <laughs> he's so lucky. <laughs> <laughs> if people didn't think that we were open enough before, uh, you know about the, <laughs> the things we're doing in our lives, the the idea of leading with love and with light is. It's it's like a really conscious choice that mm-hmm. we have to make, and it's not easy. I mean, I know I struggle with it every day. Yeah. And I don't always achieve success in doing that. Here's a really good thing too. Um, I'm gonna put I'm gonna put some of this into perspective. I'm on an herbal thing called ashwagandha. I think is how you pronounce it. I found it for my Hashimoto's. It, I take two in the morning, don't know how many milligrams or whatever, um, but it it takes away anxiety. And I have to say, like, I almost 
I feel like I got more done when I felt my anxiety. I don't know totally if it's this because I really have been practicing where I put myself back into a joyful state all the time over and over. Um, but I was telling somebody else about this because it's so effective. Like I really feel a difference and, and coffee for me, like yesterday I was caffeine crashing so hard and I was a little irritable and occasionally I will be a little irritable for no reason. And then I check in with the children and see what they want. And it's always fucking sugar. My God, I don't even know why I'm asking them anymore. But <laughs> Donut run. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, yesterday it was ice cream. Oh, man, please don't talk about ice cream. I'm like off ice cream until uh, oh, yes. the official so, start of summer. I got to get off ice cream for my John Ham butt cheeks. Yeah. Oh, I thought we were manifesting a big ass or something. Or yeah, what, what but I need I need like a healthy ass, like a oh okay, I see not a mean. nice cream ass. Well, I mean, I don't know. Maybe he's into it. Who knows? We'll find out. Well, the idea of like um, like manifesting all of this stuff is it's it's endlessly fascinating to me <laughs> because I'm you know I was like told the universe I was like told the universe uh, I was like universe. You I was like, hey, universe, give me some money. <laughs> and the universe like, what kind? And then a bunch Not of shit. Monopoly. I was like, all right, that, this oh. ain't the money I needed. And so, uh, <laughs> but like I've got, suddenly I find my, we talk about anxiety and like getting more done. That's mm -hmm. what like really triggered this for me, like made me think of it is like if I'm trying not to drink nearly as much coffee, I'm trying to cut down my coffee and I've been doing a pretty good job. Mm -hmm. And but feeling that panic of like I have to be doing you you know like that anxiety does drive oh yeah um a lot of it drives action I don't know how yeah. I don't know how like quote unquote productive it is mm -hmm. but I mean you are doing you are taking part in production yeah but um it's not necessarily productive yeah. maybe um but to because once you realize that like all this is bullshit mm -hmm. um once you you know i like oh, to think yeah. of it as like you know those games that are like the labyrinth games with the marble that you have to like move the board up and yep. down from yep. side to side and the, you have to try to keep the marble like in the thing out of the holes uh -huh. i feel like that's like finding the peace within oneself yeah like like it's constant like you say you have to like keep bring yourself back into that place yeah it's like a, it's a constant thing it's not like you just like okay i'm gonna go to a place of peace and love and understanding yep and then now okay i'm done for the rest of the day i can just think about it tomorrow and i'm good maybe some people are lucky like that yeah but for the rest of us or at least for me i know it's a constant marble balancing of trying to keep myself out of those holes it really is well and i i still get kind of sad with um you know because i mean i it's funny too because i used to be the person when i went through a breakup I would not be able to eat. Like I'd get super skinny because I was so wrecked over losing this love that I couldn't eat physically. I was so sick. I couldn't eat. Now I'm the person who's like second dinner time. <laughs> like <laughs> I hurt. I can do whatever I want to feel better. So I'm kind of in that mode right now, but also I'll go down, uh, you know, like I'll go look at his stuff online every once in a while and just, I don't know why I guess also because you miss the person you know you miss the person but last night when I got my pendulum working again I had a lot of questions about him because I know we're not supposed to be together romantically like I absolutely feel that and I knew that before honestly during the relationship I knew it wasn't wasn't a solid fit and um I uh, was thinking last night, like, well, I'm talking to my pendulum and, and it wants him in my life. Like it, my spirit guides want him in my life and I can feel that and I can feel missing him. 
And, you know, you have friends and they think like talking shit about the person is what you need. And it's like, no, 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 no. Like I'm choosing love and compassion over here. The talking shit about someone or reducing them to this when they just didn't have the capacity for me. Like they couldn't, I didn't fit in their, I didn't fit in his life. And I think too, uh, oh my God, like I found out who his ex-girlfriend was, who really fucked him up. Oh God, I went down a horrible wormhole. But uh, well, no, you know what? I think it was all stuff I needed to see and know and learn. And then I had a dream. I had a dream two nights ago where I was telling him what I found and he was explaining it and telling me how he felt about me. And I woke up the next day and I was like, oh my God, was that real? Because it felt, wasn't a dream, wasn't a nightmare, but it felt really real. Like it felt like we actually conveyed information or we exchanged information. Um, but I, I think too, like the balance of uh, hurting, because I think this is something I should mourn until I'm not mourning it anymore. Um, but also I have never stopped feeling the love. And I think that that's really hard for a lot of people when they go through a breakup is you want to dismiss all those feelings you had for the person because, you know, you think you're going to get over them faster. But I don't know, like the, the sexy stuff has faded away, I think enough where I now can just feel like the warmth of this person who is one of my soulmates and a great companion. But now I feel like I'm getting into the safe place. And the whole time, this whole breakup, I really did maintain a lot of love and compassion, more love and compassion for him than I, I was never angry at him. I was like, I was angry at my circumstances, but, and this is also why I'm ready for something real good. Cause like, God damn, I had my shit together in this relationship. I didn't freak out. I didn't, even when he broke up with me, I didn't cry. Like I'm not that you guys cry, like cry, 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 cry a lot. Um, but I don't know. I was just like such a smooth fucking operator the whole time. Well, I think that's part of the, well, I mean, if someone has listened, you know, to every episode, they'll understand like the journey that's happened here in regards to the way you've changed from the beginning of the breakup. Or, like yeah. cause when we started, you were in this relationship and then pretty quickly it was over. Uh-huh. And then there was some, uh, you know, every, every dick in Echo Park, was, <laughs> there was, like, <laughs> like six Still minutes no of that, dicks. which didn't happen. <laughs> um, I then, can't even masturbate because cats are always in my bed. Ah. <laughs> so <laughs> what we have here is like, what we know happens, the process of something that we have to go through. Mm. And it's just in the moment, you just wish you could fast forward to yeah. being on the other side of it, but that's just not the way life nope, works. Nope, nope. And the more you open yourself to, uh, I, I guess, going down these different paths of spirituality and being open to the magic of things and like the practice mm-hmm. of trying to incorporate these things into your life, the more profound these moments come, I think, along the way, or at least the more clarity one can have when trying to... Because I think the the difficult thing is discerning between fear and intuition, right? Oh, yeah. And Always. when especially when it comes to communicating with your spirit guides. Like, I'm trying to... Ha- I'm having that discussion with them now, currently, in my life. It's like, when it comes to certain areas. It's like, I need to know the difference between my fear of something... Mm-hmm. And the truth of what I actually know, because it's too murky. Yeah. And I think, you know, in the future, that'll I'll be better at that. Yeah. But I can't get better at it if I'm not trying. I don't know where all this breakthrough, I think a lot of it, I think, I think being with a very oppressive soulmate for so long, the person I was with uh, in my last marriage, um, I think that 
I didn't, I couldn't feel my growth. I couldn't feel what was happening for a long time inside of me. And then when I got free of it, I was like, fuck, I'm strong. I'm strong. Like the tarp was taken off a garden. Yeah. Ooh, I love that. That's, yeah, that's really how it's felt. And, um, even like the work I did with Sarah, it was, it was a little quicker for me, I think, than other people because she just shined a light on stuff I already knew. And then I didn't have an excuse. Like, okay. It was almost like somebody pointing out where you swept dirt under a rug. Like, okay, there's your dirt. You know it's there. It was just so easy. I mean, it wasn't so easy. It hurt and it sucks because I do have dark pain like everybody does. But um, I don't know. I just like I crossed over into this place where I'm just like, I have a great support system. I have these. Everybody does like these really fabulous fucking spirit guides who are looking out for me and I I always feel even last night when I was miserable and I wanted to get drunk I wanted to uh not do stuff I needed to do like I wanted to be like mm, I'm mad because confrontation happened a different kind of drunk than a celebration drunk yeah it's, it's like there's a big difference there yeah yeah I wanted to just like piss my night away and I thought nope nope because you get what you want now because you lead with love and joy and compassion and that's what you got to do right now and I had to get my thinking right about these friends who I, I don't really feel a place in my life for anymore. Like I had to get right on that. And, um, and that's fine. I, I, I'm really good at, and I think this is Sagittarius, but I'm really good at walking away from what does not serve me. And Sag is like a fucking child attention span anyway. Like I'll forget, I'll forget about it. You See, know? I don't know what it is about cancer. I don't know what cancer is on that, but sometimes I have to be dragged, literally yeah. dragged away from yeah. things that don't Oh yeah. Me. Well, water signs, I feel like water signs. And <laughs> there's so many times when I was upstairs talking to Renee, cause she's Scorpio. And, um, and she was telling me the thing about Scorpios is it's fixed. Cause Scorpio is always like the chillest of the water signs. And, and that makes sense. Um, but yeah, water signs like to hurt. And whenever I'm wallowing just like a pig in mud over my pain, I'm like, yeah, I'm feeling my Scorpio right now. But after talking to her, I'm like, no, I I think I like to say that. I like to find an excuse to wallow. I think we all like to find an excuse to wallow. But sometimes there's just not an excuse. In your case, cancer, yeah, there's... When I thought my moon was cancer, oh my God. I mean, I was... That also has been huge for me, learning that my moon is actually Leo. I thought, um, well, but I have a cancer moon. That's like the most sensitive moon. And I can't do this because it hurts me more than other people and blah, blah. And I had all these great cancer moon excuses, which like if you have a cancer moon, you can do it. Cancer is the moon rules cancer. If anything, you're amplified by the moon. Like your your moon is more powerful, you know, but I feel like we can all find excuses for stuff. Yeah, we definitely can. And it's just a question of like, what's the what's the face of the excuse mm-hmm. this time? Yeah. Um, and there's there's lots of lots of masks we can pull oh, from yeah. the closet. I, I find that like I've recently. My dreams have been amplified recently. Might have too. And I had a nightmare the other night that was so intense and just so seemingly nonsensical. Oh, wow. That I mean, it wasn't a nightmare. It didn't start off as a nightmare. And it definitely transitioned into one very quickly to the point where I couldn't fall asleep after waking up. I mean, it woke me up. And then I was so bothered by it that I couldn't fall back asleep for probably at least two hours. I had one of those nightmares recently, too. And it reminds me, and I started thinking about this, too. It involved my brother, and it involved, like, extreme violence, and we were in the woods. And anyway, but the... 
it reminded me when I was a kid. I, I suffered such vivid, horrific nightmares mm-hmm. that I wasn't even allowed to look at scary pictures like from my Whoa. my family. Like my parents would keep me, they'd shield anything that was like scary imagery from me because it would just, it would mess with me so badly. But, and then I remember like, oh shit, like I was like hyper obsessed with the devil was trying to get me when I was a kid. Oh my God, Ryan. So, and I remember sitting in. Well, you were Catholic uh, too, right? Yeah. But I remember sitting in my bed and my brother and I shared a room our entire lives until he went to college. And they made these little tiny windows, you know, the little rectangle windows that Uh are on like ranch homes, like a brick ranch home. This was in Kettering, Ohio. And I remember seeing like a, this was when I was awake. I remember seeing like a demonic face, like looking like almost like peering over through the win- into the window from the outside, right? Like looking into the bedroom, staring at me. When and you were awake. When I was awake. And it was like, I, I would say, I mean, I was probably eight years old. Who Whoa. knows how, you know, I was very young. And I remember it just being like this green, dark greenish color, right? Um, and just very kind of like, ugh, like almost like a mango. Ew. Right? Yeah. And... But it was like just keeping it like it was watching me. And this I, is uh, you so much of what you're saying is resonating with f- some weird shit that I grew and up with. I don't know if to this day I'm like I just now was remembering this like I think last night. And I don't know to this day what that was like if like my imagination was so. You know, I think I've always had a pretty wild imagination Mm -hmm. and you know i have fake visual memories that i i know for a fact didn't occur that have replaced the truth of the matter um but so i don't know if i was seeing things or not because i was so affected by my nightmares by the vividness of them that i was kind of seeing shit everywhere if that makes sense yeah yeah i my i had uh I had this grandma, real fucking cunt of a grandma. Uh, she was an Aries, which is crazy because Aries are always my ladies. And she just hated, <laughs> hated me, hated the girls and the family, loved the boys. And uh, she, all my, all my, uh, my, my, my dad's side, uh, his dad was a war hero. He swore he saw a man that the, he said there was a pack of gypsies and they had a, a man in a cage who couldn't speak English and he saw him turn into a werewolf one night. Like they, they had a werewolf, they dragged him around. My grandfather swore he saw, he wouldn't talk about it, but he, I mean, I heard the story secondhand. Um, my other grandfather saw the devil so many times, like had all these crazy fucking stories about seeing the devil. Really great ghost stories too. He, I would beg him to tell me these ghost stories over and over. I was like five years old and they were really fucked up. And I, believe them still to this day and my grandmother she had the story that she, she i mean she had a lot of fucked up stories and uh one of them is a story like yours where she was sleeping in her bed one night and she was a child i think she was like 12 she felt like she was being watched but she lived on the second floor and finally she rolled over to look at the window 
and there was a creepy dude. His face was pressed up against it with his hands on each side, like really squished up against the glass. And she just started screaming and her parents came in and he vanished. But there wasn't like a roof or anything for him to stand on. He would have been levitating, you know, whatever that was. She, the first night, I mean, I haven't even, we've never talked about my, the biggest haunted house I lived in. But the first night she slept in that house was the first night we all slept in that house. She was sleeping downstairs and she felt she, she was sleeping with her back to this bookshelf. And on the other side of the bookshelf were the basement stairs. And she later told us, I remember, I remember waking up from her screaming and then my aunt Becky screaming and everybody screaming because they thought an intruder was in the house because they could hear him running down the stairs of the basement. There's no way to get out of the basement. He just vanished. But my grandmother swears she felt it was, she said it was like when she was a child, she could feel somebody watching her the same way. And she rolled over and she saw there was like a board hanging down in the back of the bookcase and there were fingers curled over it and a man's face sticking out watching her. And then everybody heard him run downstairs. It's such a creepy vibe. It's so creepy. My worst nightmares are of being watched. The, I just had this. I haven't had it in forever. I haven't had nightmares in forever. And my psychics, even Sarah, people kept saying to me, you have to stop controlling your dreams. You're losing out on a bunch of messages. And recently I stopped and they suck. I don't want to talk to my ex. I don't want to be stared at by Bug. There was this hunchback. <laughs> there was this hunchback in my nightmares named Bug, and he would. Oh, okay. I, would, I was like, is there like a there's like a a ladybug just kind of like well, looking at you? He, he he was back, but now he's tall and thin, and just like comes right up and stares at me. It's different. Before he would just look in the windows, and um, my aunt, uh, my maybe this aunt, is a miscommunication situation happening between you and Bug. Maybe, maybe. Well, here's what I think it is. My aunt uh, lives, or I think she still lives in it. We, oh, I don't know. A lot of the family hates each other and then we don't talk for like 20 years or whatever. But she lived in this super haunted old hotel. And there's this great ghost story about Squire Black getting murdered. He and his daughter got murdered in the room. And I've slept in that house and it is haunted to boot. It is so haunted. But this hunchback, uh, neighbor of hers would come over and peek in the windows. It was all like pretty girls. Real person. Real person would come over oh, and peek okay. in the windows. And um, I don't think I ever saw him. I feel like I have visions of seeing a hunchback peek in the window, maybe from my dreams. I don't think it ever really happened to me. But they were, after he died, they would still see him peeking in the windows. And I think that's where Bug came from for me. Because I was always, I was always, uh, grabbing all my little cousins and in my dreams of him we're always like in a fucking cornfield and it comes over this old-timey radio bug has escaped from the mental institution lock your doors and i start grabbing all my little cousins and dragging them into the house and then we go down into the basement like a storm is coming and instead of a storm it's just and he has huge eyes it's just this hunchback named bug who's looking in all the windows at us and we're screaming and screaming and it's what does that mean well, I, I, <laughs> I don't know. Worst well, dreams yeah. ever. But yeah, that doesn't sound pleasant. The and for me, I'm trying to I'm trying to process or figure out if there's for me the connection between because a lot of people have said you know you have to write start writing down your dreams. I've got like a dream uh, notebook journal now that I've got specifically for that, and I've been keeping. I don't do it 
as much as I should, but um, like, like I don't wake up every day and start like That's a you know really, journaling. Yeah, but I'll write down like how long did I sleep? I'll, I'll, I'll like write down because I have the Fitbit that I sleep with that tries to measure my sleep. Oh my! And God. then I also yeah. like to keep in track or keep track of what moon phase it is uh, when that night while I was That's sleeping. That's so smart, Ryan. And because the new moon thing is real for me, mm-hmm. like we talked oh, about it yeah. before. You're ruled the new by moon, moon like yeah. I can't. I have to like I have to be like. Locked up, yep. locked up in like a, a, a new moon. Yeah, because I'm just like I'm. I'm horny beyond all, <laughs> all reasonable consideration. Yeah, uh, that's when, lots when of When the new moon is happening, mm-hmm. and the uh, but anyway, for me, the nightmares as a child were so vivid and so, like, they were just so clear, and they like they really affected my life in such a way, like the like the way this nightmare uh, from a few nights back affected like the rest of my day, mm-hmm. and. So I have not had great dream recall at all for years now. And I think I have, because of those nightmares that were so often and so constant, that I, I blocked myself, right? Mm-hmm. And part of me shutting down from being called too sensitive and all this other kind of stuff as a kid is being a boy, right? Yeah. Um, so now, like, part of this reawakening process of, like, tapping into the side, my empath abilities Mm -hmm. is like activating these dreams which is problematic like not problematic truly but i mean like now i'm a grown-up so now i have maybe a toolbox to be able to handle the situation but problematic in the way where now i am not in control of not having vivid nightmares constantly so like Mm. these are part of like the I mean, so I, I guess what I'm trying to get at is like I'm making the connection now that, yeah, I've been like for the last few years, I've been like, I just can't remember my dreams, even if I try. But really, it's been like I have not wanted to. Yeah. And and so now so it's not all flowers and, no. and cinnamon when you get back into this. Into oh, I there, hate or when it. you really try to deeply tap yeah. back into who you are and what's going on in these powers and these messages or just the vividness of the dreamscape and the astral plane, I have to, like when we say sometimes this sucks, like doing the work, for me, the biggest obstacle that I'm facing right now is allowing these dreams back into my life because they they totally fucked me up as a kid. Yeah. And so I have to be, <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to ready myself and prepare myself for, I mean, my brother... And I were in the woods. I'll just give you, I know people, a lot of people don't like hearing dreams. So I'm just going to keep it very brief. My brother and I were in the woods with a bunch of dudes that were like, I'd say militia type. And there was a tree fort there. And my dad was up in the tree fort or something. And it was dark. I lose all vision. We're like in a training exercise. Some guy takes a swing at me, even though we're all out there having fun with like an ax handle. Oh my God. And I'm like, I can't see, I can't see. And so then my brother and this guy get into a mini confrontation that's supposed to just be dudes play fighting. Very uh, homoerotic, the dude, yeah. The dude goes too aggressive. My brother takes his knife, cuts off two of the dude's fingers. Blood <gasps> is gushing everywhere. <laughs> oh my he God. throws his axe at my brother, misses, walks up with the intent to kill my brother. My brother, like, understanding that he went too far with this thing, because we're all just supposed to be friends, puts the knife on his forehead, like, okay, give me a little stab in the forehead. The guy hits the knife twice, goes deep into my brother's skull. He's clearly about to die. Oh, my God. Some guy tries to come up behind him and remove the blade, and he can't. And then I fucking wake up. 
Oh my god! Knowing that my brother is now dead. Those are the worst. So dreams. it's just like a, what the is, violent I have dreams, to call my yeah. brother. He's gonna get stabbed in the fucking head, <laughs> right? But um, so like it's like that kind of yeah. Like those were the dreams I was having every night when I, I was a kid. I think, but it's, with I the think, devil involved. Well, yeah, and I had a lot of devil stuff that I don't know how real it was. I saw a lot of I saw a lot of things that we'll talk about another time. But um, I had a recurring nightmare as a child. And we lived in a very fucked up house. All different things happened in this house. It burnt down several times and people kept rebuilding it. So it was like the foundation remained. But where, where was this? Pennsylvania. Okay. Where all the worst things happened. But um, I used to have this nightmare that the we'd be, it was always like my family was sitting there very catatonic staring at the TV and the TV would just be fuzz. Or sometimes it would be like invasion of the body snatchers. It's just creepy. It was so creepy. And I would be trying to talk to them and no one would look away from the TV like their eyes were dead. And then the floor would open up and I'd be like, here it comes. The devil's back. And the devil would start trying to grab from like he'd open up a portal to hell and he'd start grabbing my little brother. And I'd be clinging to my little brother. And then like my mom would come to life and she'd hold on to the couch and she'd hold my hand and I'd hold his while the devil would try to drag him down. That dream happened in like all the rooms of my house, <laughs> like a devil portal would open and the devil would, and it was never, well, one, I know a couple times, maybe it was me. And it's crazy. Cause it's like you wake up and you have this sensation of what it feels like to cling to carpet as you're being dragged to hell. That is like terrifying. It's horrible. I, I don't, I experienced the sensation of being dragged to hell, of being sucked to hell while I was awake. Um, this was years ago. I was, um, I had moved to Los Angeles. Uh, I dropped out of college when I was very young. I was like 21, 22 years old. Moved here to be a famous stand-up comedian. I'd done like maybe 10 open mics in my entire life. <laughs> I was ready for the Tonight Show. It's coming. You got a good altar. I move out here. I get a job working at a comedy club. I'm also working the box office of the Ice House in Pasadena. Oh, nice. Uh, or th that's the job I had at the comedy club. And I was also working in a title company for a bunch of Scientologists. <laughs> and um, I only lived here for about maybe two and a half, three months before I had like a mental breakdown. And um, I was just, I'd be driving around the city of Los Angeles in my two-door Saturn, like scream crying. It was just crazy. Like, I didn't know who I was or what was going on in my mm -hmm. life. And so I wasn't getting enough sleep. And I slept on, a, like, a mattress in the corner of a living room in an apartment while one of my roommates, who happened to be an ex-girlfriend of mine and her boyfriend, would just stay up all night smoking weed and laughing. Oh, and my God. And I could just God. never get any sleep. This happened to me the first time I moved here in 2004. And so I moved back to Ohio. I get super religious again. <gasps> I go hardcore, like born again style. You weren't getting enough sleep. And yeah, right. And so <laughs> I read like the first nine of the left behind books. And if anybody knows, uh, is it like the 12 books of Revelation were fictionalized by these authors, what? right? And so later made into a movie starring Kirk Cameron. And uh, <sighs> I am like into these books. The end of the world is happening. Jesus is coming back. Mm -hmm. I need to tell my heathen friends. I need to convert them. I need to get them back uh, so they don't go to Whoa. hell because it's going to happen soon. And this goes on for about two, a little over two plus years. And I am in this room that used to be like a guest room in my parents' house. Now my dad just lives there because him and my mom had split up. And so now it's just me and my dad living in this house. 
I think my sister may have lived there sometimes. But anyway, I'm in this little guest room, um, sitting on the bed, reading the Bible. I'm not even going out to bars at this point. Like, I, I, I'm scared to even go to grocery stores because I feel like if I'm at the grocery store, I'll see a woman who's attractive. She'll be married. I'll visualize. I'll have an idea, like, think about having sex with her, wow. right? Mm-hmm. And sinning in mind is the same as sinning in flesh as far mm-hmm. as Catholics are concerned. So I'll be sinning at the grocery store, imagining having sex with a married woman. Jesus will come back in that moment, and I will go to hell on a technicality, right? Whoa. Like, I'm afraid to even leave the house because I think I'll sin. I'm sitting on the bed, reading the Bible, and then a car is driving down the street, and its headlights are um, shining through the tree in our front yard. So there's a moving image, right, a- a- along the wall. Uh-huh. That suddenly morphs into they look like the demons in the movie Ghost. Oh if you've seen God, that, yes. Uh, who come and get the uh, like that guy, the mugger, like the criminal, and they drag him to hell uh-huh. through the alley. So that these really terrible special effects. Yeah, on that. Really. I'm sure yours looked better. And so next thing you know, I'm laying in the bed, and if anyone has experienced sleep paralysis, they may have uh, they may understand what this is like. But I'm awake reading. I'm now frozen in absolute fear it's probably pretty late at night and all of a sudden i feel my body being sucked down into the mattress like there's a great gravitational pull and i'm starting to get sucked through the bed holy shit to the pits of hell which i i'm totally my brother like has no, the same story there's yeah no, he was reading the satanic yeah. bible though but go yeah, on yeah. yeah so there's no uh, question about where i was getting dragged to and at this point and then something happens to where i'm like clutching the bible as i'm being sucked to hell as the shadows have turned to demon figures on my wall how old are you and i'm like 24 whoa and um 23 24 somewhere in that area and uh something happens and it stops and i'm just like and ironically that was like the moment where I realized I got to get off this shit. Wow. You know what I mean? Like, well, Catholicism. Yeah. This, I was like, I have to get off this yeah. shit because like it's, I'm now a prisoner. Like I always tell people like religion should be like a puppy. It should improve your <laughs> life. It should, you shouldn't become a prisoner. Uh, to puppies it. are really hard. Maybe be like an adult rescue dog that <laughs> has all of its legs and most of its teeth. Like you shouldn't become a prisoner <laughs> to this thing. Yes. It should improve your life. It shouldn't make you a captive to it. Yeah. And I had become a captive to my faith, to God or to whatever at that point. <sighs> and that's when I fucking was like, I kicked it after that. And then I started, I got back into comedy soon after and then, you know, flash forwards 16, 17 I can't believe years you've later. never told me the story. I totally forgot about it. Whoa. And, um, but so like the, um, but to me, like re-tapping into dreams and being back into like the visual imagery of like mm-hmm. the unknown, because I don't believe that the dream world is nearly as simple as you know, most people think it is uh, like a, a filing away of yeah. like the day's business in your mm-hmm. brain. I think it's a whole nother reality. Yep, I yep. think there's another dimension happening here. And so me tapping back into that opens this Pandora's box of all this terror and all of this, that a lot of it's latent with like, you know, religious, you know, symbolism and archetypes and yes. things like that. But to me, I'm essentially re-entering a spiritual battlefield that's how i feel too lately that is 
dangerous. I have a very uh, strong hunch that after this full moon, the the uh, then this next full moon, we're gonna feel a lot better. That's tonight, but not because it's Beltane. It's May first, but wink, wink. It's tonight for wink, us. Wink, wink. Yeah, <laughs> I got all my crystals in a box to put on my <laughs> dashboard because the apartment I'm in is so dark I can't get any moonlight. So I finally remembered to put all my crystals in the truck. So when I park it, when I get home, I can put them all on the dashboard. That's funny. I've, I've before I've taken my crystals and just laid them out on like the 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 hood of my car when I used to street park. Oh yeah, on full moons to get them like yeah. juiced up. Um, yeah, there is. An interesting thing I need to look into, by the way, about crystals. Um, I need to do a lot of research onto this or into this before I, you know, I go one way or the other on it. Mm -hmm. But there, um, which is something I was never even really considering that much is like the ethically sourced aspect of certain crystals Uh and, you know, almost like coffee Mm -hmm. in that way. Even the, the, um, um, oh my God, Palo Alto? No. Palo yes. Santo wood. Palo Santo wood. Thank you. I've finished my gin. <laughs> I feel a lot better, too. You got some of that Palo Alto wood? You know, some of that the Silicon Valley <laughs> incense? <laughs> Fuck, that would suck. <laughs> well, there is some of it that is not ethically uh, created. So you want to get the one. You want to. You can find out pretty easily which one is coming from the trees that have been lying dead. So, um, but yeah, that stuff. The Well, even... Um, not knowing where your crystals came from. I just bought a giant, well, it's, it, it's not going to be that big, but it's a, an obsidian crystal ball. Do you, do you use obsidian? I have some obsidian. I, I'm super excited about this because as an empath, it will absorb my funk. I'm going to have to cleanse it all the time, but I'm going to keep it next to my bed. It has a little stand, but it's a black, shiny crystal ball. I'm really excited. I forgot that sounds about really that. Rough. I got I I probably was a little tipsy when I bought that the other night, but it was a it was a smart drunk purchase. It was a smart tipsy purchase. Um so fun thing about crystals, the the full moon is when you cleanse them. Like and mine really need to be cleansed after the shit that went down last night in the in the apartment I'm in. But then new moon is when you recharge them. Oh, I thought it was the opposite. No, I don't think so. Well, okay, well, this is Write us an email, tell Either us. way, get your crystals out on both. Yeah, um, get your crystals out. Yeah, there, that is Rock interesting. Rock out with your crystals out. I think, uh, I, I don't know what, like, the overall message of this particular episode has <laughs> oh, been, other than, weird. like, get your altar and get your pictures of your, <laughs> <laughs> get your John Ham in a picture frame. Yeah, um, seriously, because you know what, here's where I am on that. Uh, and, and this is, this is a, a man on that level. That's where I am. I want a man who's not intimidated, who's not like, will I be able to hold this crazy fucking gorgeous bitch? That's what I want. (laughs) I want a man who's like, finally, I found a woman worthy of me. That's what I want. And that could be John Hamm. We'll see if he's lucky. Can I speak on behalf of men here for a moment? (laughs) Please, Ryan. Even though I I hate to Please, there's no voice for the white man in in entertainment. There's not. In politics. We have no idea what you're thinking. You might be surprised what I'm going to say. But... There is a huge element of fear uh, I know. in men when it comes to strong, powerful women. I know, I know. And that, and that element is, um, it's it's not made up. That's not, no. a, that's not a fantasy. Well, and a lot of dudes, because it might sound funny, like, you know, find a man who can, who can hold you or whatever. But, like, when it comes to, like, powerful women, uh, yes. like, a man has to, um, he has to really realize that you know, so much of what he's been, 
told or what he thought or wanted to think about women is such bullshit mm-hmm. that to even because when I was younger, like, uh, uh, like when I'm in like my late teens, mm-hmm. there was a female friend of mine who was very open about her, like her sexual energy, and she was terrifying. I mean, she was a babe, but she was terrifying. And then I get just a little bit older and I realize, no, this isn't terrifying. And because also because men tie so much of their manhood into their sexual prowess Mm -hmm. um, in such a flawed way. But like the powerful women, I think dudes nowadays like have, I think there's a general awakening happening for like where empowerment, sexual empowerment for women to where men aren't nearly as afraid of powerful women like they used to be. Yeah. Um, you know, hopefully. And now there are way more powerful women than ever. So dudes better get fucking clear on that. It's like get left behind. I mean, it's like wake up or get left behind. Um, I would also like to add, and I, I, this is, this was one of the things that I had to work on. I need to not make excuses for the men I'm with. Like I'm very empathetic with and and i know that it's we can all make fun of like men running the world and patriarchy bring it down blah blah and that is still true but i think i i believe because women are more powerful than men we fucking are but we we get competitive with each other and real shitty like we act like they're not all women this is this is why i love la because i don't come across a lot of women like that but if if we all got our shit together and we all got together, you know, physically, uh, emotionally, spiritually, we could run this world. I think our interests do not lie in power for the most part. But because we are so powerful and men can be perceived as powerful and men can sort of like imitate. I mean, we make the fucking human race. We are where witchcraft comes from women. Men can be witches too, but like it's the most powerful elements in witchcraft are coming from a, a freaking vagina. You know what I'm, you, I, I've said this many times, but I, when I am with, and I've, I've been with a few like very tender hearted and I love a, I love a sweet man. Like I don't like a, I, I I like all the men, but I really love like a tender, gentle man. And they have stories where women were cruel and they, it, those stories blow my mind how cruel women. And I think part of this is, and, and not to defend the woman in this, but like, I think sometimes we don't realize how powerful we are. We don't realize how intimidating we can be with that kind of sex talk. I was that kid and all the the plays I was in, all the musicals, I was always, I was always the first to like have had sex. I always had sex stories for all my other friends. I was reading it in driver's ed when I was 15 and telling all like those sweet nerdy boys about the sex stuff. Like I was always the advanced kid sexually, but, um, when you're, when you're mean or you make fun of a man or a boy, uh, at that tender age, like it really, it really stays with them. I don't think it stays with us. I don't think it haunts us the way it does a man to be made fun of by well, a too woman. much of a man's identity is tied into their dick. Yeah. And like their ability to have sex. Yep. Uh, to please a woman. Yep. Like, right. Like, but like, here's the problem. Like, I mean, it's not even the please the woman part. Let's be honest. Mm. It's about like, have you, cause I didn't have sex. I was almost 19. I was a sophomore in college. So like I wasn't quote unquote a man. Yeah. And to a large part of my brain. Yep. And so I had a lot of insecurity surrounding sex. Uh, because of that. But like, you know, if a man doesn't have sex all the time, he's not a man. Yep. Like like that was Fucking like Hemingway. Such a, as opposed to like all the other things that a man should yep. be. 
Hemingway. Oh, fun fact. You know you and Hemingway have the same sun and moon? Oh, this is good. You're like the best case scenario, though, for a Hemingway. Like, he, oh. this is the direction he could have gone in, basically, is what I'm saying. Um, but uh, Hemingway always pretended to have fucked all these women. And his wives were like, he had sex with like eight women. But he always pretended to have fucked all these women. But he was very sensitive. He would get attached easily. He could not fuck around. And then to compensate for his sensitivity that he couldn't deal with, he'd like, well, I don't know if this is true. Didn't he? Don't people say he beat up homosexuals? Wasn't I don't he? know enough. About I don't know. I don't want to say that because I don't know. But we should Google. But he did beat his wives, so fuck him. That's not cool. No, no. He was very intimidated. That whole um, God, I love his uh, favorite There's... wife. What's her name? Uh, the travel writer. Oh, they I... made a movie about oh, them. Uh, yeah, Nicole I, yeah. Kidman did her. It's. Uh, I read her shoot, book. I can't remember. I was God, gonna. I, love I was her. gonna say one of my favorite Ernest. Uh, my favorite jokes about Ernest Hemingway <laughs> that a comedian has ever told. But I'm not going. No. No, it's right, it's it really dark and, and you know some people might not enjoy it. Yeah, so uh, I'll, enjoy I'll tell it. you after. <laughs> um, but uh, okay, cool. Well, let's remind people that they can find us at this is where the magic happens dot com. You can find me on Instagram at Rising. You can find Angela at Lovable. You can find us at Where Magic Happens. Mm-hmm. You can. Uh, Find us on Twitter at Magic Moment. Yeah. Um, please rate and review on iTunes. Thank you so much to everybody who's written a review. You are on the altar at Angela's. Yeah, you guys are. Uh, you guys are bringing me joy. I'm giving you joy. Every day. If you have any questions, of course, reach out to yeah. us. Yeah. Also, it's Beltane, so uh, here's a real quick thing you could do tonight: just masturbate to something you want, but don't orgasm. You do that three nights in a row. Oh, that's a real good one. That you could do that anytime. So you, it's, you it's really, hard. It's uh, not easy. you blue ball yourself. Yeah, you blue ball yourself three nights in a row. Maybe tonight. Some people when say you tantric. Some people say. You know blue what? Ball. If you can't do it, just do it. Just masturbate to something you want, and then just have an orgasm. Who fucking cares? Do whatever you want. But yeah, Beltane. Or is maybe good try sex not to. It's. I'm telling you that. Although there's a lot of women like, oh, I don't have to like. I've like. <laughs> I don't have to try not to have an orgasm. <laughs> that's happened so much in my life. Uh, it is sucky. not when it but comes that's to masturbation. A very, that's but, some um, powerful. We're talking about. Yeah, that's some powerful magic. The masturbating stuff. That's super easy. You can throw it into anything. I do it when I'm just doing like honey jar magic. I'll be like, time to masturbate to what I want. You know, it, it, <laughs> it's weird because sometimes you just want like a new apartment and you masturbate. You get off on a new apartment, but you know if it has really great vintage tiles in the bathroom, oh yeah, you you will get off. <laughs> Oh, good natural light. I thought I meant like in the, uh, A the garbage that you disposal. Wanted. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You know. So you know. Uh, you know, get that magic. Uh, get that magic. Beltane. Moment. You know what? Best case scenario, you get somebody. You go fuck in the woods tonight. That's the best Beltane magic. You go fuck in the woods, and you both have a thing you want out of that fucking. There. That's the best Beltane. So find some woods. Find some woods. Find find a nice naked person. How <laughs> oh, man. Well, the gin worked. I feel a lot better. Okay. Well, <laughs> thanks again for listening. We appreciate you. And, uh, you know, hit us up with any, uh, you know, questions that you may have, and we'll uh, try to get to them in a future episode. Woohoo. Woo whoop. Sleep well, by the way. Don't let, don't, <laughs> don't look in the don't window. Don't let the devils bite. Don't look in the window. <laughs>